0: It's just so wonderful to see everyone this morning. We welcome you to the Lord's house. We're so glad you're here and um, we're just thankful that you would come and worship with us today. When you're not here, we miss you and we're glad that you're in your spot today. Amen. Today we're going to start our, uh, our Christmas season and uh, we're going to start with the wise men. Is that all right? All right. I, t- I told them in the, uh, just a little stupid joke. I told them in the, in the office. I said, uh, in, in, in this year in Washington, they're not going to have a, a manger scene because they couldn't find three wise men, but that was just a joke, just a joke. A lot of wise men there, but it was anyway. We, uh, we just going to start talking about, uh, I wanted to ask you the question today. Are you wise? Are you wise? As we start out looking at this story, uh, each week we're gonna look at a different, little different part and next week we're gonna, just real shortly, uh, before Santa comes and tells the kids about Jesus, we'll be talking about three reactions that people have to Christmas and, uh, but we're just gonna have a, it's just gonna be a very good month. But let's just talk today about are you wise? What does it mean to be wise? What, what group are you in? The, the groups that we see in the Bible today, uh, are still in effect today. These are still people. They're still the attitudes. They're still ways of thinking. And, uh, let's make sure we're in the right group. Amen? So let's begin reading Matthew chapter 2. I'm going to read verse uh, 1 through 12. It's maybe a little different translation than you have. But it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he? Everybody say that with me. Where is he? That, that question is still around today. People are still looking for Jesus. Where is he? Who was born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east. And have come to worship him. Everybody say worship him. When Herod the king heard this. He was troubled. And all of Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people. He inquired of them. Where the Christ was to be born. They told him. In Bethlehem of Judea. And so it was written by the prophet. O you. O Bethlehem, you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained of them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently. How are are you searching today? How are people searching today? He said, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced, exceeding with joy. And going into the house... They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. Can I tell you today, not all people are wise. Not everyone is seeking. Not everyone is looking in the right places. Not everyone wants to find Him for the right reason. But the question today is, are you wise? Do you know who you're looking for and have you found Him? And when you find Him... What do you do? How do you worship Him? We're going to look at that today. Matthew 2, 1 through 12, we see three kinds of people. Three different groups and different attitudes and scenarios that we want to look at today. The first group is the power-hungry politicians. Now, this was in Jesus' time. We don't have any of those today, do we? (laughs) <laughs> King Herod is in this group. You see, he is angry and he's afraid that somebody's going to take his place. He is fighting for his power, for his right. He wants to rule and reign. He wants to be on the seat of authority. We can look at him and judge him, but a lot of us still want to be the ruler of our life. We want to sit on the throne. We want to make the decisions. We want to say when we do what and how we do it. And we don't want anybody to tell us what to do. And when we hear that there's somebody that's been born to rule and reign, it shakes us up a little bit. It shook his theology. It it shook his power seat. He, He began to think, wait a minute, I don't want anybody taking my place. And so he began to inquire for the wrong reason. You see, these wise men, they had seen a star. They had seen a sign. They had journeyed. We're going to talk about that in a few moments. They had done some things. And you know what? The devil will allow you to put in the work and then he'll take the credit. Oh, but how many of those God's wiser than that? And so they came because they thought, where would a king be born? Surely a king would be born in a palace. Surely a king would be born in a place of prestige, in a place of power. Surely it would be born to, to, to a prominent family. Oh, but see, the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. See, He wasn't coming. He came meek and lowly. He came born of a virgin. He came for all mankind, not just a few. So when they came looking for Him in a place of power, a place of prestige, a place of wealth, that's not where they found Him. You see... This political power came with it prestige and wealth and power. And also with it comes propaganda and hypocrisy and lies. Herod said, When you find him, come tell me I I I, I want to worship him. Liar, liar. Robe on fire. <laughs> he wasn't, <laughs> he probably didn't want he probably wasn't wearing pants, so. He he wasn't telling the truth. Not everybody gets excited when you find Jesus. Not every, because it challenges their position. It challenges the way they do things and their control, and they don't like it. Dictators don't like giving power over to somebody else. We're seeing that all over the world right now. People don't want to give up power. And people are suffering because they're greedy. And they take power onto themselves. Oh, but come on, but listen. Christianity today, amen, proclaims that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And it makes the powers of the world angry. They don't want there to be any other king. I want to do things my way, when I want to, how I want to, and I, I, I'm greedy, and I want to be—I want to and have wealth and prestige, and I don't want to be humble. I don't want to worship. We'll look at what that means in a moment. But for, the, for there's those who believe that ultimate power belongs to God. You see, King Herod—I mean, he—he—he he, he wanted to. He, he was just a, another politician. He wanted his power. But there are those, thank God. Our country was founded on men. Amen. He said, there's something greater. And I still thank God that there are men and women standing up for our country today that still says, in God we trust. Amen. So there was the political arena there that they couldn't find Jesus in. That was looking for the wrong reason. But then we find another group of people. And they were... The religious folk. The people who should have been looking for him. The people who should have had relationship with him. The ones that should have known what they were talking about. But once again, King Herod called the chief priests and the scribes and the All They all come together and they represented the religious group. And they had the authority and they had the knowledge... But they just had religion. You see religion is cold. It's dead. It's dry. There's no joy. In religion. Religion has never saved anybody. Wars. People have died in the name of religion. Come on. We don't believe in religion. We believe in relationships. I believe in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not rules and regulations. It's not a denomination. It's not a group of people. It's not a set of do's and don'ts. Come on. It's a love relationship with God Almighty who sent His Son Jesus to die on a cross for me. I know Jesus. These guys knew all the do's and the don'ts and they knew the language and they knew uh, they wore the robes and they looked all high and mighty and they knew when to say amen and they knew the songs and they knew the scripture, but they didn't know Jesus. And they were just as lost as the political people. Whether you're in the palace or you're in the pew, you can still die and go to hell. Religious people, they they had a history of Christianity. They had a history of loving God. They had a history, but they mishandled the truth. And it turned into another means of control. There's those who want control in a political arena, and a government. It's just demonic. And then there's people over in the religious realm... That can get just as controlling. And I'm telling you, it's just as demonic. There's cults and there's all these kind of things. And people do everything uh, for religious purposes. And I'm telling you, but there's no joy. I'm telling you, as we walked in the streets of Israel, as we saw those people there, as they're moving and they're praying, you look in their face, there's no joy. There's no smile. Amen, I there's no nothing. There's no relationship. It's just all dead religion. They had come to a place where they were at ease in their position and they got distorted by money and they were unaware. They should have known. Listen, they, it shouldn't have took three, not three. I get caught up in that too. There's nowhere in the Bible that says there were three wise men. It was probably a whole caravan. It just says they had three gifts. We just They named three of the gifts. That's where we get the three. But this group of people that came to worship, listen, they shouldn't have had to come from afar. There should have been people right there, amen, that saw that star. They should have been there. Amen, that place should have been packed with people coming. But only a few shepherds got to see that night when Jesus was born. Now, this was possibly up to two years later, okay? So how do you know? Well, remember when Herod said, he inquired, when did you see this star? And then after they left, Herod sent his soldiers into that town and they killed all the babies from two years down. So it could have been up to two years. And then when, he, when, they, when the, the wise men came, they actually came and said they came to the house where Jesus was not the child so he was older, and that's when they, that's when they left then and fled to, to Egypt. So the wise men, uh, we all, in our plays, we all have the wise men. They, they're at the manger too. But they really weren't there that day. But these religious people, they were just as unaware. Man, they, they, they should have known. But you know what? There, there, there's a difference in knowledge. You can even know all the scriptures. And still not live it. You can you can know all the truth and still not believe it. You can see all the signs and still not be looking for it. And they missed it too. But then there's that third group. Man, I, I hope I'm in this third group. I don't want to be in those first two groups. This third group, we're just going to call them the believers. Anybody want to be in that group? Man, I want to be a Believer. Third group, the the, the wise men are are the true believers because they, they, they came to Jerusalem for one purpose. And that was, they said, we came to find Jesus so that we can worship Him. We come to worship. Why did you come to church today? If you came to church for any other reason than to worship You came for the wrong reason. If you came to see your friend. Your friend might not have shown up. (laughs) If you came to see me. I probably disappointed you. If you came just because your, your wife made you. You're missing out what I'm saying. You're already at lunch. Come on. I'm just here because Mama made me. I went to church a lot of years, a lot of times because Mama made me. But thank God Mama made me. Because one of those times I went because Mama made me, I heard about Jesus. And I worshipped Him. And it changed my life. And now I come because I want to. Huh? Every now and then I do get up and I go, Give me one good reason I should go to church. And Amy says, because you're the pastor. I said, oh, okay. I guess I, <laughs> I guess that's a good enough reason I'll go. True believers, they came to worship. They knew that something, they knew that that star. You see, God created all the stars. And he hung them in the sky. But they knew that, that this was different. They were wise. They were possibly astrologers probably studies of the stars. They were were, uh, not kings, but they were probably counselors to the kings of Persia. Had come from a long way. They saw something the politicians didn't see. And they saw something the religious people didn't see. And they didn't just see it. They believed it. Because they followed it. You see you don't follow something you don't believe. You, you you won't put effort into something you don't believe. Listen, this trip... How many ever been on vacation? Listen, I know y'all have at least been to the Motel 6. Everybody's been somewhere. You went to Grandma's house. But how many of those vacations are not cheap? Listen, every vacation... Starts at Walmart. And then, while you're on vacation, you got to go to Walmart. And you got to stop at the gas station. And it costs money. Listen, that trip cost them money. They came from, they take time off of their jobs. It cost them their time and their resources. Listen, you don't search for Jesus for nothing. It's going to cost you something. It took their time. It took their resources. It took their energy. But it was worth it. Because they got to see something most people didn't see. They got to see something other people miss. If you're willing to make the journey. If you're wise. You'll see stuff others don't see. And And you'll follow it with all of your heart. And when you find it. Whew. let's see what they did see these guys see wise men are wise because they believe there's an ultimate truth we live in a we live in a day and age right now to where there's no truth there, there's no black and white it's just all gray I mean did you ever did you ever think we'd get to a time to where uh there, there's people that say well I'm not a boy or a girl I'm just somewhere in between I mean, we live in a time that there's no, there's, there's no right and wrong, there's, there's, there's no black and white, there's no truth, it's just all relative. It's just all up for uh, debate and, and it's just your opinion and my opinion, but I'm here to tell you today, there is an ultimate truth. There's right and there's wrong. There's heaven and there's hell. It doesn't matter your opinion or my opinion. I've still got to go by the Word of God. The Word of God is the ultimate. And these men, they they, they didn't give in to secularism or all what the what the, the the politicians thought or the religious people. They did find something out from the religious people. They knew the Scripture, but it. You would have thought after they read the Scripture and told them the Scripture that they'd have jumped on the bandwagon and said, you know what? Wow, we missed it! But now we see it, let's go with you. No, they didn't go. They still knew the Word and missed it. Wise men... Don't just know the truth about God. They don't just know that there's an ultimate truth. That out there somewhere there is a God. But they seek to know the truth about God. You see these wise men didn't know about Jesus yet. They were believers. They they believed in God and they saw a sign. They weren't really even sure what the sign was. Until they get there and. They said, we've seen this star. Then the wise men, or then the religious people read them the scripture and said, yeah, it's right here. It says, oh, Jerusalem and, you know, Judah, and there'll be a star rise and you'll be great. And, oh, Bethlehem, you know, you won't be the least. And they're like, wow. That's a prophecy of coming Messiah. That's what we're following. And now they've linked... Star with God that they believed, and now it's come to be linked with the promise of Messiah. Can you imagine when they left? They left excited. We didn't just follow a star. It's not just a sign. We're going to see the Son of God. We're going to see the Messiah. We're coming to see the, the, the fruition, the product, the the, the the what am I looking for? The manifestation of the prophecy the answer that's what i'm looking for we found the answer to the question everything else has just been prophesied but we're about to see our faith is about, about to become sight i'm going to see it and they linked that to a messiah and man these guys they left glorifying god and they were excited They witnessed it, oh my goodness, we're going to see the Messiah. We've witnessed a star, we've seen what God is doing. We looked there, it wasn't there. We, We looked here, they didn't know about it. But God has revealed it in our heart. I'm telling you, there's some things that you just will not understand until you just accept it. I don't know how it all works. How does God? Send his son to die on a cross. He raises from the dead. Goes back to heaven. And now I can confess my sins. And he takes his blood and applies to my life. And all my black sin is white as snow like it never happened. And my name is written in the book of life. And when I stand before God... He'll say, enter in my good and faithful servant. Because I didn't just hear about it. I didn't just know about it. But I believed it. I accepted it. And these wise men were wise. Not just because they knew there was ultimate truth. And they sought the truth. But when they found the truth. They did something. It said they came... And they worship. In this context, worship means kneeling. When you kneel before someone and acknowledge that they're greater and more powerful than you. That's what worship is. Worship is coming in this house and saying, Lord, you're bigger than me. You're greater than me. You're holier than me. You're faithful when I'm not. You're righteous. You're pure. You're holy. You're God. And you kneel before Him. And you worship Him. And whether you kneel uh, literally or you humble yourself in your heart. We've got to live an humble life. We cannot be proud and think we're better and we're greater. We've got to live a life of humility knowing that God is God and I'm not. And our life worships Him. And our actions will result. Because then they gave. This morning when you gave of your tithe and your offering, that was worship. Don't ever think that your giving is anything other than worship. Because when they came and had a realization of who He was and how big He was... They had to give something. And they brought unto him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They prepared him for his journey and for his death. They prepared him for his ministry. Because it was about his mom and daddy is fixed to have to take him and flee to Egypt. And it costs money to travel. And they're going to have to set up shop and rent a house and everything. But you know what? Listen, God will provide for your journey. God will never call you to go somewhere that He doesn't equip you to go. And He doesn't give you the provision to go there. But you've got to step out by faith. You've got to believe. It's not just knowing. It's not just seeing. It's not believing and wanting to know for the wrong reason. Herod wanted to kill him. But they wanted to worship him. Herod wanted to take from him and his life, but they wanted to add something to his life. What does your worship do? Are you coming constantly, just asking God to give you? Or are you come giving something to God? Giving your time, your talent, your ability, giving your strength, giving your service, loving. And you know what he said? If you've done it to the least of these, if you did something nice for somebody for Thanksgiving when you give a gift at Christmas he said if you've done it to the least you've done it as unto me if you fed the hungry clothed the naked visited the prisoner you've done it for me you see when we have a realization when the truth comes to us about who Jesus is it'll change our life amen so are you are you wise today the question is, are you wise? Have you already found Christ? Are you worshiping Him? Are you daily falling at His feet and honoring Him? Giving Him your gifts, talents and abilities? Offering to Him your life and your strength? Is He bringing you joy? Or are you still on a journey... Trying to figure out who he is. And why you're looking for him. Is there an empty spot in your life, in your heart. That you've tried to fill it with other things. But you're still empty. Today, you can find the answer. Today, Jesus is the gift. The most precious gift of all. As we saw in that little video earlier, man, waking up's a gift. Light's a gift. Water's a gift. Shoes are a gift. A car's a gift. Everything we have in our life, breath to breathe, is a gift. (coughs) It's a gift. But Jesus is the greatest gift of all. Because I'm telling you. I can do without a car, I can do without running water, I can do without electricity, and I don't want to. I just said I could. You don't have to have any of that. But you don't want to die without Jesus. Are you wise today? What are you seeking? Are you seeking power and prestige and a position? Are you seeking religion and trying to find your happiness and do's and don'ts and rules and regulations? Or have you found a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? I want to be a wise man. Amen? You want to be a wise man? A wise woman? A wise teenager? A wise child? Huh? Yes. Yes. Wise men still seek Jesus.